This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. A heartbreaking development in the manhunt for the two teen murder suspects on the lam, likely in Manitoba. Uh, We have no information that police are closer to finding them, but the father of 18-year-old Briar Schmigelski expects a nationwide manhunt will end in the young man's death, and he made this statement. A normal child doesn't travel across the country killing people. A child in some very serious pain does. Mounties are going to shoot first and ask questions later. Basically, he's going to be dead today or tomorrow. Wow. Uh, now, police initially identified them as missing persons, possibly victims, and we don't know what made them change their minds, and they have been charged in one of the murders, uh, the murder of Mr. Dick, Leonard Dick of Vancouver, uh, and we're starting to find out more information about them. They were obsessed with video games. One of them, I believe Schmigelski, obsessed, obsessed with Nazism, um, maybe has a swastika tattoo, uh, and also with communist Russia. So uh, this is uh, sounding darker by the moment right now with me in studio, John Burnside, former city councillor and police officer and security and terrorism expert, Ross McLean. Hey guys, thanks for being with us. Good to be with you, Libby. Thanks, Libby. Okay, so uh, John, you were saying that uh, the father's statement kind of doesn't jive with the statement he made a couple of days ago. It's a little bit bizarre because uh, a couple days ago, they were, um, he was quoted as saying, you know, they're good kids, they're nonviolent. And now he's totally done a 180. And sure, sure, his son was charged. But to your point, Libby, there were a lot of warning signs in terms of he was a survivalist and he was a bit of, he was an outcast by all accounts. And, and, uh, I just find it very odd that he's done this 180 in in about 24 hours. Ross? Yeah, well, I mean the video and the and the the quotes by the father are quite compelling and it and it certainly leads to uh the conclusion that at least one of these young men was very emotionally disturbed with the uh, divorce of his parents, introverted. He's just moved around a few times in the last couple of years between I guess mother, grandmother, father. And some other things. But I'll tell you the one part that is a little scary to me. You pointed out about his social media, which apparently has been taken down. But I'm looking at one Australian news source, and they indicate that uh, he played this survival game, apparently called Rust. And I've just given a fast sort of look and overview of that game, Libby. And it's, it's quite scary. It's one of these role-player games where you are literally a survivalist going through the woods, naked to start, picking up rocks and hatchets sneaking up on people, killing them, setting fire to things, and trying to obtain things as you go about. And it's all about hiding out in the woods and surviving on next to nothing and looking after your health. And quite scarily, from my point of view, as it shows in the game, 
You practice going up and tricking and getting in close to people in their houses and killing them to take things. So if this kid is as deranged as is what it seems to be, um, you know, the police are going to have to track them down. And I believe they will get them uh, shortly. I don't think this is going to go on for much longer. Uh, John, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, the concern is if they're they're living out a fantasy, uh, what is the end going to be? Um, you know, Ross is the expert on this sort of thing, but I, I would question the 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 manhunt itself and how much effort is is uh, you know how actively they pursue them, or do they set up more of a perimeter and use drones, which they're already using? I mean, it's not like in uh, I think it was 2015 when there were the murderers who escaped from the Clinton facility in New York State, where they were were on the land and they uh, were in fairly populated areas. I mean, there's, a, by all accounts, very few people out there. And it's just a matter of time before, uh, you know, they lose the battle with nature. Yeah, I, I would suspect as well. And, and John's right. They've apparently set up a perimeter. They're checking on all the main roads coming in and out. Obviously, they're watching these sort of things. But I think what's really going to end up catching them up if somebody doesn't see them is uh, the eye in the sky, infrared cameras and planes. If you remember the Boston bombers when they were on the run, they had a helicopter with an infrared camera that was able to see the one hiding inside of a boat in someone's backyard because they stood out. So I think you're going to see the infrared cameras are going to be out. Uh, They've got the dogs out as well, police dogs, which are just remarkable assets um, in in finding people and that sort of thing. So I think it's not going to go on much longer, and hopefully it ends up somewhat peacefully. And I suspect it'll end more in a whimper for these two than a glorious shootout because the fantasy uh, is not the reality. And I think that is must be settling in with them at some point. You know, it's interesting. The video game connection makes sense to me because there's something almost cinematic about this whole thing. You know, it made me think of uh, Bonnie and Clyde, John Thelma and Louise. I mean, I, I don't, certainly don't want to trivialize it. Um, deliverance, it, it's just... Uh, really clearly seems to be modeled on some type of fantasy. Well, you know, I've I've spoken to psychiatrists in the past about different problems with kids in video games and video games violence. And I remember specifically even Dr. Oren Amate, we were talking about it. And he said that for the vast majority of people, they can play video games and even violent video games, and it doesn't cause them any trouble. But for a certain segment of the society that is disturbed, that has got too many emotional problems and things like this, it can really cause quite a danger uh, to those people and how they act out as they totally identify with the violence. And there is a blurring between fantasy and reality for them as they live their lives through these fantasy characters. Is there also something, I mean, you know, I look at something like this and I think, you know, this seems like something that would happen in the United States, not something that would happen here. It, John, is that completely off base? Uh, well, stereotypically it's off base, but I think that, you know, we live in the big city, so we see things in a certain way. Uh, but I think a lot of uh, rural Canada, I th- you know, where there's a gun culture and there's a survivalist culture, I think that's so foreign to us. We only see that um, through the media in the States, but it, there's probably more of it that goes on here than we would think. The other point I wanted to make was about McLeod. Um, you know, by all, by certainly his parents' account, and I mean, we that could be tainted. His his reality wasn't like his partner's. His partner's was very miserable, um, and he was an outcast and whatnot. But this McLeod, uh, by the current accounts, 
that was not his reality. So I'm wondering how he's jumped into that, what we would call a fantasy world. Well, it's interesting. One of the things that I heard described, uh, and Ross, maybe you know a bit about this, is that in, in a scenario like this, there's one person who's the leader and one person who's the follower. Well, typically, to get two psychotic people to join up together to go killing people, I mean, that you have to put the odds together. And, you know, uh, I tell you, one of the things that I fear, uh, you know, and I think John Burns, uh, Burnside has hit on it here, is this Cam McLeod, he may not be that safe himself uh, next to this person here. He may have gone along and found himself involved in something, and, and let's hope that he makes it out. That's, uh, I haven't heard anything like that. If you have any thoughts on this, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. I'm in studio with John Burnside, former city councillor, former police officer, and on the line we have security and terrorism expert Ross McLean. And John Burnside, you were wondering why they are burning their vehicles. Yeah, so I was asking you, and hopefully Ross can uh, can give us his insight on this. I, you know, I would assume that the first time they burned their vehicle, it was to cover their tracks and to, to create time, which would allow distance. But the second time in the remote area of Manitoba, that seems to be more of a signature. And I'm wondering what the point of that was because certainly if you're burning there's nothing really to to uh there's no evidence to hide i i would assume out in manitoba it's really now about the manhunt itself ross you're right there uh john it it would seem to be a signature thing as you know burning a vehicle doesn't stop the police from finding out everything about it and, and doing it again and that that seemingly was part of what was in this uh gameplay if if we're led to believe that this is what they did they did a lot of this gameplay it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it's bizarre. I remember before when we had Luca Magnata, of course, who you know was our famous other killer who got away here in Canada. So, yeah, we do have these people from time to time. There was a, a game that he played as a kid, a video game he was quite involved in, and it was very similar to what he did in some of his murders for doing things as well. So there, there's something about people when they get disturbed and they identify in the first person uh, with doing violent acts, and they do it over and over and over again, that the the wrong person, it can become uh, troubling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interesting, you know, John was saying, by burning the second vehicle, that's like, uh, you know, putting out a big beacon, here we are. And I'm just wondering, you know, sometimes criminals aren't that smart. I'm just wondering if it's more, they now want to get caught, or they want to, to enter the final phase of the game itself. Well, well, that's what I think because uh, look at the the running uh, up north is all great when you're doing it in your in your mom's basement, uh, sort of thing for doing it. When you're doing it in real life, where there's bugs and and all sorts of other things out there, it's cold and you're getting hungry and you're getting grimy, uh, and you need things to survive. It's going to be an issue. And as I say, the police with the with their uh, helicopters, cameras, infrared cameras, if they light a fire, they'll see the smoke. They'll be able to pick up the, the two people. Uh, running through even through the leaves and things like that. So at some point, uh, they're going to come out. But I, I suspect it will come out in a whimper. I really don't think. At least I really hope it's not a shootout. I hope it's somebody crying that the police scoop out, uh, scoop up, then get to help and get them before the courts. Uh, you know, back to the clip of the father that we ran at the top of the segment, I found it a little odd. I mean, it was as though the father was was convicting them before anything, John, did did that strike you at all? 
Yeah, that's what I, I that was what I what I thought as well. Um, but then he kind of shifted the blame to the RCMP, basically saying that they shoot first and ask questions later. So there was a little bit of an out there that, and so I'm not sure if he's if he's convicted his 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 child and friend, or if he's saying that the RCMP have done so and they're just going to to shoot to kill and, and not worry about anything else. Ross. Yeah. Uh, you know, Libya, and I, I'll, I'll ask this question of John. I don't really know the answer to it, but I think I do. I'll bet in uh, his time while he was a police officer, he's arrested uh, teenagers where the parents or the fathers uh, really didn't care about the kid being arrested, even though he arrested them right out of the houses. That sometimes you can get some really dysfunctional families, and it's it's sort of shocking when you see it as a police officer when you have a father that doesn't seem to have the right grasp over their children. Yeah, you're 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 bang on. But in my ten years' experience, it was more uh, a child who had been in trouble uh, on multiple occasions with the law, as opposed to this is the first time something has happened. So it it's hard to you you know on the first first time it happens, the police are normally the enemy. Uh, by the tenth time, then they they sort of realize that maybe my kid's got an issue. Let's hear from John in Toronto. Hi, John. Yeah, hi, thanks for taking my call. You know, my concern here is, you know, these are uh, these are two teens. Um, doesn't sound like they've gone through this before, but I'm just questioning sometimes the police work. Um, why haven't they found these guys yet? Well, through traces of their cell phones, uh, uh, through, through their pattern already. I, I'm just amazed that you know, they're at large still. Today, as we speak, we've just gone through a whole night. I mean, it's it's almost one o'clock our local time. But is it possible that the police can't track these people? It takes them this long? Do we need more people to be killed? I hope not. Okay, John, I'll, I'll let the two former police officers respond. So, um, I shouldn't laugh, but it's a, it's a valid question. Uh, I believe that when you get into the remote parts of Canada, there is no self-service, self-service. That's right. So, uh, that would be the first thing. And, but then I would also add that, you know, there was a jetliner, a Boeing 777 that went down and they still haven't found it. So there are those cases. Uh, I just think that we have no idea of the expanse of our, of our own country. And, you know, they've covered, what is it, four provinces now? So uh, these things these things take time, and I mean, even and I'll refer back to the 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 breakout of the in the Clinton facility from the Clinton facility of those two murders. It took the police three weeks, and they spent twenty three million dollars. And there were there were yeah, and that uh, I mean in, in the states, and that and there were lots of witnesses and people reporting. So it's a little trickier than than you know the TV and the movies would portray. Ross. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely right. They they go on for a period of time, uh, but there's usually a limit uh, to that. Once you get past a, a week or two, uh, people become more desperate, and the, and there's certain things they need which will bring them to the attention of the police or a mistake that they'll make. But in the first uh, the first week, if you're determined to hide and you know oh, I'm not going to use my ATM, I'll shut off my cell phone, I'll do this, it's it's going to be hard. But I think there's a perimeter now, and they know more or less where they are, unless they slip past that perimeter. But I, I, I really think, though, this will be closed up in the next 48 hours. Is my, that's my guess, anyways. And, Ross, I know you're saying that you think this will end with a whimper, but uh, if, these, uh, if these guys have guns and they have absolutely not had any reluctance 
about using them. Uh, you know, what, what exactly makes you think that? You think that they will, you know, what worry about their own self-preservation? Well, I've, I've seen people before when, they, when it comes time to get arrested, they can be tough and everything else. Uh, but when it comes down to it, at the end of, the, at the end of a long line, uh, it doesn't end the way they want. And they're really actually looking for help. And people like this kid here has probably been crying for help with different signs that he was unable to get for a, quite a period of time. And they still need help. And I'm just, I'm just saying I hope that's what it is, that he becomes physically weak, emotionally weak, uh, stressed out. Uh, give up, and then the police can come in. And the police, as John said, the police are not shoot to kill. That's not the way police do it. They'll they'll do everything they can to take these people uh, intact and alive. They'll do everything they can to do that. John? Well, I mean, the ultimate question is, has there been a, a break from reality mentally with these with these two kids? Uh, if there has, then who knows how it goes. But, you know, they're, they're what are they, 18, 19 years old, uh, yes, they've allegedly killed three people, but we also know the, the, the criminal justice system in our country, uh, so they would still have a full life ahead of them. Back to your point, though, Libby, I don't know how smart they are, and back to my point, I don't know if they're thinking logically. Ah, okay, that's 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 a, a different thing. Um, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to, to know if, uh, you know, they have any regret or anything like that. What have you seen in those cases, Ross? Well, it's, it's just that the, the the reality of what you do is different than a video game. You can play the video games all you want, as real as they are. Uh, but when, when when you take a life and it's there really in front of you, I mean, it, look, even for police officers, it is shocking. Uh, each one of it deals with his own way when you have to deal with someone who's who's died a violent death or you see it or something. So it changes from a game to more reality. Um, for doing it. it. It does depend on the people. And as, as John says, if there is a complete psychotic break from reality, at least with one of them, uh, then that is a break that, you know, nothing's going to fix that. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what, what the depths of the depravity is here. Okay, John, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm sort of uh, on side with Ross in terms of, I think that f- within 48 hours, uh, they've been on the run. You know, they think they're survivalists. Are they really? Uh, it's pretty remote out there. They're, you know, they, they have to eat. And apparently the bugs and everything else are, are pretty nasty. I just don't see it going on. They're just really, even though it's such a large uh, area, there's really, funnily enough, not a huge area to hide or very few places to hide. And I agree with Ross, I think, by uh, by Saturday or Sunday. One way or the other, this story will be over. Okay. Anything you want to add, Ross? No, except I, I think that it's, you know, for people, we have to watch out for kids with broken families when they get too isolated and alone with video games. Uh, try and find a way to reach out to get some help with your mental health. I, I know it's tough with uh, with things, but we've got some excellent facilities around Ontario, including Ontario Shores and some other facilities that you can call and maybe try and get some help if you see some kid who you think uh, really needs it. Okay, well, that is a good message to end on. Uh, That's all the time we have. Thank you so much, security and terrorism expert Ross McLean and John Burnside, now a private citizen. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.